The king in the north. 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 Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Uh, Panama is just. Um, yeah. I was just. Uh, I got caught up there, you know. Uh, I was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you were you were in a trance talking about. I was in a uh, trance Canada. about the, uh, the king in the north. Justin Trudeau, the, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm really into Canada's prime minister. <laughs> I fi- I figured as much. I want to make him a king. Fuck yeah. this minister stuff. Yeah, you're never no, into politics you. unless it's Canadian politics, right? So. That's right. Uh, it's your boy Padre back here. Uh, listen, this is Brooklyn Rebound, Thrones Edition. Uh, that's that was the last. You know, we just watched the last uh, episode of season six. Season 6, Episode 10 of Game of Thrones, The Winds of Winter, which is supposed to be the name of the, the newest uh, Ice and Fire book whenever George R. R. Martin, you know, figures it, remembers how to write again and gets that out. Not going to happen. May never happen, but no. we got the episode, and uh, as sad as I am that the series, as British people call it, the season is over, we got to wait, you know, another 10 months or, or, or the like, nine and a half months. Uh, that was a hell of an episode, Panam. A hell of an episode. You know, what say you? I'm uh, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna play coy uh, like I usually do. Uh, as the listeners know, I, I think I turned a page this morning. I watched it like at six o'clock in the morning. I, oh, tur- I was gonna say you start you started reading the book or something. You turned no, the page. No, I meaning I turned a page and woke up before nine or ten today. So. Mm. Uh, and w- turn the cover up. Turn the cover up. Yeah. Um, everyone was obviously watching at nine o'clock last night. I went to bed early. Uh, I was. And I decided to shut off all social media because it was a big episode, and I was not disappointed. I think, for once in my life, Padru, I am now all in on Game of Thrones. You're reappropriating the Cavs slogan from the, their last season, the twenty years. 15-16 season, all in. Yeah, uh, LeBron, in LeBron James, I'm all in. The king is back, yeah. Yeah, he's the king uh, of the land, but we got a new king in the north this this episode. Uh, we got a, a couple of, well, someone who is already a queen, but one queen is joining uh, the Westeros finally. We got another new queen who has been a queen before, but now is like the, the queen, who we'll see how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, we've got the Queen of Sass down in Dorne. We've got the young queen, Lady Mormont. Not really a queen, but she was she's you know taking names in this one. She was calling people out hard. She, yeah, it's, Love it, that. it's her show now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where should we start? I guess we should probably start where the episode started in good old King's Landing. Well, quite, quite literally named this episode. I see. I seen that joke thrown about a lot this morning. So you mentioned the title of the episode is supposed to be the book. I, uh, I, I've come up with a couple alternative titles. Now, let, before we start going in that, I just want to okay. see what you think here. Uh, I was thinking uh, Big Mama's House Three, um, representing Cersei. Uh, what <laughs> was there a Big Mama's House Three in real life? Or was there only no, two? No, there wasn't. It was only two. Uh, also, uh, the children and instead of corn, let's do pea. For some reason, I'm into vet fruits. Right. Uh, well, hold on. G- going yeah. back to the first one though, with Big Mama. I mean, that's 
might be a little insensitive considering that she has no children anymore, technically speaking. I thought about that, but uh, apparently, you know, the dad can talk, and we'll get into that before, so maybe she does have children. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. The ch- Describe the children. Scene. The yeah. children of the uh, peaches. Is that what is your next one was? Yeah, because there's millions of peaches. Peaches for me. That's a President of USA uh, reference. Uh, right. That, and that had to be some good ass peaches for them to like stab a stab a motherfucker over at. <laughs> Get really stabby, <laughs> stabby on them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Any fans of the comedy Bang Bang podcast? Bobby's a little bit like uh, stabby, Bobby's stabby, yeah, Bobby. Fourville <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout out. Yeah. That's a deep cut. There you go. Oh, well, you had more there. No, I'll I'll, br- I'll bring some noise as we're going. But you, uh, okay, you okay. you're br- you're describing the scene. I got some well, comments. So this whole beginning of the episode. I mean, again, Miguel Sapochnik, I think is how you say his name. The director of this week, last week, and Hard Home from season five. What a great director, man. Probably the best the show has. Like, all three of his episodes he's done on the show have killed it, uh, especially with the direction. Um, the the beginning scene, uh, at least... Well, for, yeah, there is a, the whole build-up. Everyone's getting their um, music's playing. Everyone's getting dressed. High Sparrow's putting on his freshest, uh, you know, potato sack or whatever there. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, they get the, the trial going with Loris Tyrell... Who's just like, you know, I guess they made a deal with Marjorie and the Sparrow just to have him confess. And then right. what she didn't realize is they're still going to carve into his forehead there. But um, so that's a fresh tat. He didn't have long, though, unfortunately, to, to rock that fresh tat, you know. Um, but we'll get to it in a second. So then it's it turns into a real, uh, I was getting a strong Godfather vibe from this. You know, uh, I assume you've seen that yeah. classic film, Padnam. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think it was um, the third one, right? The classic third Ray Liotta style. That's what you're talking about. Oh uh, no, no, I'm not. Uh, t- I'm not referencing a scene from Godfather Part Three. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Andy. Uh, Andy Garcia. Uh, Garcia is not involved here. No. Uh, it took me a while to pull that one. Yeah. Uh, no. So I'm talking Godfather, the first, the first part of the series. Got it. Uh, you know, toward the end of the movie where. They're cutting between the baptism of um, Michael Corleone's uh, nephew or niece, whatever it was, <laughs> and uh, and then he's all the murders are getting carried out, and with the music and everything, that's kind of the vibe I was getting from yeah. this one, where you know Lancel Lannister, well, first uh, old Maester Pycelle, as we kind of alluded to, gets quite stabified. Um, and uh, you know that he he did go. He had a little bit better last day than right. Boris Tyrell. You know he. Right. Uh, he got his horn on one last time, at least. By the way, that that prostitute d- definitely got stiffed for the bill on that one because he's not coming back to bed. <laughs> well, uh, so he bad, said late. No, her. no, no, no. I don't. I don't think that's true because he said later. Um, so maybe exactly. Maybe the kids uh, took the money. Prosti- Look, you know what, prostitutes, you gotta get, you gotta collect up front. You know, I mean, you, that that's a rookie mistake. I mean. Who knows these old men you're fucking? Even if they don't get stabbed, you know, right, could have right. killed over from a heart attack that evening. Um, but then Lancel Lannister uh, gets well, sent be- off to go see what's you, going on. Before you go into that, um, that was obviously a heavy. I wanted to comment on the score, like the music. I've never, I've never. Wa- I think that's one of the reasons I loved this episode because. Like you mentioned, the music was fucking incredible. It was just like yeah. I got to be there, except 
I didn't want to be there in the King's Landing part because I did realize I didn't what you talked about last. There's a lot of things you mentioned last time we talked, which was yeah, I was right about some. You stuff, were right yeah. about like I would say 75 to 90 percent of stuff, and I just played dumb. But I kind of felt that the wildfire. I had no idea, and I thought it was ooze like from Ninja Turtles. Uh, I thought I thought Lancel was going to turn into Casey. Uh, not Casey Kasem, but Casey Jones from from Ninja Casey Kasem. Coming in at number 10 on the countdown, uh, it's Burn Baby Burn. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, man, when is uh, the four Ninja Turtles going to show up? Because it looked like ooze to me. But... Honestly, dude, they might have shown up and just got exploded right away. We didn't even get to see them. Shred- Shredder was up in the watchtower being like, ah. Yeah, he's drinking wine like Cersei. Yeah. Um, yeah. But go ahead, yeah. No. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Len- yeah. Well, that whole scene, Lancel gets stabbed down, and then he's crawling toward the wildfire. Great scene. You see it in his eyes as it blows up. Everybody gets killed in this one. All the Tyrells, basically, except for old Grandma, get killed. Um, all the sparrows, obviously. Uh, also, Uncle Kevin, he's done for in the in the mix. <sighs> Uncle Kevin. And then uh, Cersei is uh, she's taking a little victory lap. Um, you know, I do victory laps my way. I was on the, you know, the podcast last week, Brooklyn Rebound. Yeah. For my Cavs, you know, I was I was doing victory my way, playing a little. We are the champions. <laughs> Cersei, her way is to, uh, to get the old Septa that caused her grief and uh, give her a little wine boarding to start off with. No waterboarding, wine boarding. Well, she did that. She did that after, but before she was just popping bottles and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, throw- yeah, she was. And just. And they're throwing it up in the air like she didn't care. And speaking of going up in the air, our homie uh, King Tomlin uh, decided. Yeah, yeah. Well, real quick, real quick. Yeah. First, to, to, to wrap up this part with the septic, because this happened first. Um, yeah, well, she wasn't keeping an eye on Tomlin because she was doing this scene. Then she brings in uh, Franken right. Mountain to uh, do who knows what to her. But she said, you're not dying anytime soon. This woman's getting kept alive to be tortured. Right. I don't know if the mountain can rape her still. Maybe that was the implication. Uh, oh, I don't know what is, it was sexual. What's going on there. I, I, I saw, I felt that, but I was like, man. I don't know. It's it's ambiguous because we don't know what if the mountain is able to do that still, you know, downstairs. But uh, luckily, we didn't have to find out. She shut the door. <laughs> but yeah, like you mentioned, go into what happened with old old King Tomlin there. So with with King Tomlin, I. Uh... The whole you keep calling him always Tomlin, by the way. Like Tomlin? he's not Mike Tomlin, coach of the coach of the Steelers. King Tomlin, King, King Steeler, uh, uh, Tomlin. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are these are names that I'm never pron- reading or pronunciating, anyways. And I told you I was listening to every word. I just don't listen to their names properly. Uh, all, right, all right, go continue. But King Tomlin, Kid 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 Cuddy Tomlin, uh, basically was was in shock obviously he saw what happened and with that being said like one of the thoughts i had was what uh, obviously what you mentioned you you predicted possibly that all the kids could be mm-hmm. dead i predicted he would die in this episode i didn't really see this was the way it was going to happen though. i didn't see this coming until i saw him in front of the open window then i was like oh i think that might happen right and i was wondering two things okay i was like Obviously, uh, Sir Gregor made sure he was safe and he couldn't leave. Then he left his post once the explosion happened. But I'm like, where's the window guards? This guy's a kid. You know, like, you need to have safety first. Well, there was some scrub in there who was, like, kind of like, oh, sorry about that, bro. You know, 
Tough luck. All right, catch you later. <laughs> I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah. And then yeah, that window is wide as fuck open. And then I was like, man, you can't even you're protecting your baby, but you don't put like window guards up. And then on top of that, what happened, to Sir Pounce? Is he going to be on Craigslist now for adoption? You Ooh, know, that's true. We haven't seen him in a couple of seasons, but uh, I, you know what? I I think he, you know what might happen. Uh, Basically, Cersei kind of usurped the throne in this one. I mean, there's no one else to really take it. Mm-hmm. She took over, even though she doesn't really have ties to to the royal line or whatever. Not like your kids did either. They're bastards, but people didn't know that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So maybe old Sir Pounce, he's like, I'm going to do that. He was just going to come up from behind with a claw, slit her throat, and he's going to take the throne. So what about that? I think <laughs> I think Sir Pounce to uh, to really learn how to walk, and uh, and then maybe I don't know if he's going to actually learn how to talk. He might just say meow, 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 and then. But cats do love killing old ladies, so that's one of their favorite things. Usually, when mm-hmm. their cat owner passes away, they start eating at their face, uh, which you know he didn't have the opportunity to help out. King Tommen on that level, right? So, well, there's no old ladies anyway. What, what old lady are you even talking about? Uh, well, I'm talking about the Unibobber, uh, Cersei. Um, herself, oh, I mean, she, she's not she's middle aged, I guess. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, life expectancy is pretty low, oh, so harsh, man. She, harsh, man. Hey, man, you're I'm, gonna get God next. What are you doing? You're talking real reckless over here. No, man, you want to be tied up like Septa, uh, the Septa, <laughs> like, like a Septa. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be on that table for Frank and Mountain. You gotta be careful. No, man, I'm I'm house I'm house half Lannister, or maybe two thirds Lannister. Cersei is just straight up uh, a trifling uh, person that yeah. that does her All own right, thing. So, so. Well, let's wrap up the Cersei plotline. Yeah. So she's sitting. Basically, she makes Kyburn the hand of the queen. I guess we saw another hand of the queen in this episode. We'll get to that later. So Kyburn's announcing her. Jamie pops back in. We'll, we'll talk about his other scene in, in a minute. But at the end of the episode, he pops back in with Bronn. And they're like, oh, sh- the city's like on fire smoking still. It's like, god damn, every time I leave, shit happens. And then he's looking at her being crowned or whatever. And I don't think the look on his face was like... Uh, too positive like he was not looking too happy about this what do you think well i mean you know when you go away on vacation for a while and you're like you know you enjoy that time a little bit and then you come back home and you figure out like fuck the whole place is a mess now that mess times uh infinity (laughs) as like a destruction is what what uh Jamie was experiencing, right? Fuck, my girl, my girlfriend uh, indirectly led to the death of our last child, the only living one right. that was left. Killed right. a ton of people, innocent people, all of our who was supposed to be our allies, the Tyrells, right? Uh, and took over, and left some fucking towels on the ground. Come on, <laughs> she it's didn't, just too much. She didn't even cover the toilet seat, and that's like that's really messed up. Mm-hmm. So, so in my mind, from Jamie's perspective, I think you, you're accurate in saying that. You know, he wasn't too fond of that. I think also it's because he was thinking that he was going to get some love in, like, you know, when he w- went to go see Cersei, maybe up in up in the building. And Cersei's busy with her crowning and all that yeah. stuff, right? Well, so let's talk about Jamie. So he he had a scene with uh, old Walder there where he's basically, uh, he, he basically he said, tells him. You said Waldo? Waldor. Oh, okay. Walder Frey. Waldo, okay. Uh, you know, and then he's like, 
you, you could see that he's not happy that Walder is comparing them, the two of them, as Kingslayers. Like, Jamie's not happy about how his legacy has gone down. That's why I think he's still unhappy about this. So here's what I, here's my big prediction. Let me get it out there oh. right now for, for how things are going to go down. Take notes. So the, Hold on, let me take so, notes. So, I mean, maybe I should wait till the end of this, but I don't know in, ca- in case we get cut off for time here. It, it, uh, you know, so I, we'll talk about it more, but obviously – so even though Cersei's nominally in charge of King's Landing now and the and the realm, bad shit's coming her way. Like there's a ton of people against her. Like John in this episode was telling Sansa, like, we gotta stick together. We have so many enemies now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they have way way less enemies than Cersei's got right now. Mostly all of Danny and her allies coming, even whether she realizes it or not. So, what I think is gonna happen? There's no way Cersei's gonna hold the city from all of that. Mm-hmm. She's gonna, I think, pull, try to pull the same thing Mad King Ares did, and use the rest of the wildfire to just blow up the city, putting Jamie in a position to have to King slay her and sister slay, basically do the same thing. He killed the Mad King, cause, so he's because he was gonna blow up the city. Right. I bet he's gonna kill Cersei the same way, or 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 a different way of killing, but like this, the same thing. What do you think? That's that's a really in-depth uh, prediction, and I never... Th- See, that's the thing about GOT. I think from your end, uh, you are able to come up with these theories. You should just write the, the next book anyways. But from my end, I'm not thinking I'm not thinking that far ahead. What I'm thinking is, all right, there's, they're wilding out fire, uh, Nick Cannon. They must have used it all, but apparently that's not the case, right? There's more wildfire available? No, because cause he told, like... When the Mad King was going to blow it up, it was all over under the city. She just blew up the shit under the Sept of Baylor. Got it. So there should be some under the Red Keep, the castle, and everywhere, I think. Yeah. We'll see. But but who knows if that'll even happen because maybe old Arya Stark will just roll in with with Sir Pounce's face on or someone else's face on <laughs> and just take the mountain, Franken Mountain, and Cersei too because now those are the only last two people on her list after she... Uh, why don't you explain what went down then with Walter Frey and Arya here? What, what exactly happened here? Well, uh, right before um, I go into that, really quickly, I don't think Cersei's okay. going to get that prediction that you said because she is Sarah Connor from Terminator, Terminator Salvation. So she will develop a time machine, go back in time, and kill that uh, old witch that predicted all that stuff. So everything's going to be fine. So, oh, okay. uh, Arya Stark... Uh, one of my favorite scenes, I would say, just because it was so quick and efficient. She was looking good with with that mask on, uh, and she was eyeing Jamie, but she held up a little bit. So she was a servant girl that was what in that area, the Frey area. Is that correct? Well, yeah, they're having a feast with the Freys and Lannisters. Okay, I don't know why she didn't kill Jamie. I guess he's never been on her list. I mean, it, you would think maybe he, she would figure out that he should be for some of the things he's done, but I guess. No, I mean, I didn't think he was going to die here, but, you know... Uh... Well, I mean, let's rewind real quick to first season. Even Jamie and Ned Stark, when they fought, they didn't really fight. Like, he cut his leg a little bit, and they were like, oh, take him to prison. Some other guy cut his leg. Right. So one of Jamie's other men, and Jamie was pissed about it. Right, Jamie never, I don't think, directly attacked any Starks ever. But Arya's never been one to, like, really sweat the details like that. Normally someone just pisses her off a little bit. Like, I would have thought she'd seen her dad come back injured and heard it was Jamie. Lannister, I don't know, but yeah, I guess obviously she doesn't know that he's the one who tossed Bran out the old window. But um, 
Yeah, well, whatever. What get to the uh, get to the Frey part here? So, so Frey was uh, he was hungry. Uh, he had his feast, but he still. I think he woke up in the middle of the night. He was still hungry. He went to go pee a couple times, and he's just by himself. Yeah, that's what old men got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was by himself, just grubbing. Asked his asked his server lady, uh, this little girl, to serve him some some food. And no one else is there. Uh, I don't know why um, no one else is there, Drew. Well, a couple of sons were supposed to be there. They didn't show up yet. Uh, so, so it turns out to be not a server lady, not a, not a new girl, but an old soul in Arya Stark. But before that even happens, she drops this one line to Frey saying, Oh, they're here, all right. And then I felt... Oh, yeah, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> they're here, all right. I felt like that was very Hannibal... Uh, Lecter scene. This is a very Hannibal situation. Yeah, I compared it so to that, and it was awesome. So I was expecting to see an eyeball from Frey lifting up that cake, but it was just, what was it you were seeing? It was more of like a fingernail or a finger kind of thing. You know what, I think, so we didn't see any of the time when she went back from Bravos to, to the Riverlands here where Walter Frey lives. Uh, obviously a lot of time passed for her to get over there. And do all this shit. So I think one of the scenes we missed was she she found old Hot Pie again, her old friend Hot Pie, and was like, you know, I got the killing shit on, I got the face shit on. Let me get a quick course in cooking some pies up. Work. She didn't. She only stayed around for a little bit of it though, because you know they weren't the most expertly cooked pies. But right. she said it was hard to chop that meat up. You know, old old uh, Black Walter Frey's son was a little tough, so. You know, you know what? My one disappointment with the scene was, I feel like this sh- he didn't really take a bite yet. She should have waited for him to take a nice bite first. Oh, he did. So he had to, did he? I didn't see him. Yeah, take it was one. the first. Fir- it was the first thing he did uh, before she revealed. Like he just got into there because he's hungry. Okay, I man. gotta rewatch. Yeah. yeah, he's hungry. He woke up like when you wake up and you're tired, you and you're hungry. You just go straight for the kill, right? So that's right. But there's nothing that makes your appetite go away quicker than finding out a couple of your sons got baked in your in your food you're eating. I mean, that really. Puts a damper on things. It would have been more weird if you just continuously ate and just be like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty good tender meat. Uh, and then it would just set the whole scene off because Arya would, wouldn't have a dramatic reveal, so you just have to get stabby on him and kill him, right? So Yeah. Well, she did slit his throat then, and then she was, she was into it. You know, I think Arya, you know, maybe we've talked about it before, but Arya basically is a complete sociopath, right? No, At no, this point. no, she isn't. Um, people, no, you don't think so. Still? No, because like the you know the children of the peaches and the children of the forces, whatever. There was a lot of children in the scene. People are saying that Arya moved up in the level in her in her adulthood. She's still she's still baby girl Stark. She's still the little one. We gotta we gotta preserve her child ch- childhood childhood. Is that fair to say? And yeah. And once she once she starts hooking up with dudes, then maybe maybe then I'll, I'll admit that she's uh, adult. So, oh, that's well, that's not. I don't know if your point one took a little different path here, but <laughs> let's let's continue. We only got like 15, 16 minutes right. to go here. Um, real quick, let's touch on it. Old Sam and Gilly showed up again. They hadn't been in the season too much, but Sam finally got down there and uh, to the Citadel. They they were a little behind on the old events that have been going on. They were only on like season three, like the beginning. They didn't even wow. see that Mormont got killed yet. Gr Mormont. But anyway, Sam filled him in. Then he's waiting to talk to someone. Takes a look in this old library here, and uh, this is a pretty impressive uh, uh, library. Have you ever been in 
seen something like that? Yeah, uh, the New York Public Library, uh, and also scenes from National Treasure. Um, those two things I've seen really deep uh, in terms of books. I've never touched any of the books, but I, I know. Oh, no, yeah, I know you don't crack a book. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that some of the shit, like, on the ceiling in this was, like, the things from the opening credits kind of thing, like those circular... Oh! Like, watch it again. Watch that part again. You'll see. I think it was, like, the exact same. Oh. Uh, but anyway, what do you think Sam's purpose is to even be in the show still? Like, um, His purpose, I think, is... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, he took that sword, but he couldn't bring the lady and the baby inside the library, right? No, they wouldn't let them in. Yeah. I don't know. Did he bring the sword in with him? I guess he did. I, I mean... Gilly, we saw it when he was coming up right. to the city. We saw it wrapped up, yeah. Right. I don't think Gilly's going to be able to carry that and the baby. Come on, Drew. Um, yeah, he's getting big, the baby. Yeah, so... So his purpose is to obviously become uh, the the not the three eyed raven, but more of like the two eyed uh, nerd of books, and just know all the no- infinite knowledge to be the reference or the what the Wikipedia of the Game of Thrones, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do think that's brand still. That's why I'm asking about this. I guess he's gonna figure something out in the books that's gonna help them fight the White Walkers and stuff. But let's talk about that three eyed raven, Bran himself now. Uh, Uncle Benjamin drops him off. He's like, I can't get... See, here's what I don't get still. So, he's like, I can't get through the wall because of the spells. But they don't mention that Bran's got that mark on him still. So, if he goes through, which it seems like they're about to soon, isn't that going to let the White Walkers through? And they, I mean, it seems like it should, but so, they're uh, not concerned about it. Uh, Uncle Ben's rice, um, it, he... You're saying that as a zombie slash... Yeah, he de- said he can't go through uh, he can't go to which side? Not the north or se- what? What are you? The other about? side of the wall from the north. Okay, so but, but and the White Walkers can't either. That means but because Bran had got that mark that let them go in the cave, which they couldn't go into before. Shouldn't that let them through the wall if he goes? That's what, I mean. It seems like what's going to happen. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Just based on or Bran yet yeah, had that interaction with uh, the King White Walker, and they're able to track him down like a GPS, uh, but. Once once he gets past a certain point, like the Three Eyed Raven is able to to hide himself, and he is now the Three Eyed Raven. I think he turns into Frodo and just puts that ring on. They can't see him, you know. Okay, well, so what? He finally uh, downloaded the second part of that uh, of that vision. You know, if the computer finally stopped buffering, <laughs> he got to see his father go up in the tower. And what what happened here? Were you able to comprehend what was going on? Here? Yeah. Uh, well, Ned was still looking beyond his shoulder, just seeing what's out there. I think you'd get a little paranoid about it. He almost fell down up the stairs, but he kept on running up right. the stairs. Well, get inside the house. When yeah. he gets in, what happened? <laughs> and then uh, he knocked on the door gently, and then he said, uh, Liana, what's up? What's going on, Lee? And she's like, oh, I'm dying. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> and then she's like, here's a baby. Promise me you'll raise it. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. But do you you understand why he had to do it then? Because... Oh, you just want me to say, Padre, that you were right about this whole theory that you Well, no, I mean, about. this was a common theory, but I just want to make sure you understand that. Well, yeah. I was, uh, I was actually so pumped about this because for some reason, I felt like... I think everyone loves uh, Jay Snow, but the fact that that this baby has some bushy eyes and then they just trance to him the next they go right to him yeah and which i call that's the only thing i called correctly in the whole thing you know how people just yell at tv i was yelling yo they're gonna go to john snow right now they're gonna cut to him i was like yeah, yeah. well it was an obvious choice i guess um 
Well, before we get... So that was the scene then where he gets the King in the North scene. But we should backtrack a little bit. So first, Davos comes in when he's talking to Melisandre. Chucks that little stag over. She's like, oh shit, I'm finally caught. He wants to kill her on the spot. But what John's like, eh, just hit the bricks, lady. You know, you brought me back to life. But yeah, you gots to go. And don't come around here no more. And then uh, Davos is like, if you do come... I'm gonna murk you, but uh, Dallas was pissed, rightfully so. I mean, that was like his like surrogate daughter, Princess Shireen, and uh, yeah, he burned alive, of course. Uh, but then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more. So what do you think Melisandre's gonna do now? Um, I'm not too worried about what she's gonna do. I I think I'm not thinking about that. What I was thinking about was the fact that um, she. Davos found out, you know, obviously through checking out that Milwaukee book that was burnt. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that Melisandre said that really stuck was, yeah, you know, uh, so did so did Baratheon. He burned his daughter. So did his mother, and yeah. and that was just a confirmation of like this cult that she had helped formed and grow. So maybe I think she's going to hook up with her other cult people. Maybe that's about it. Yeah, maybe because we saw that the Brotherhood is back around and she's heading south now. They they seem like they might be heading north. Maybe they meet up again. Maybe Arya meets up with her again. And the one scene she had with Arya back in the day, she's like, we'll meet again. So who knows? Um, so John and Sansa talk. I I would have liked a little more here with like, I feel like John should have been a little more pissed about Sansa not telling him about the Knights of the Vale coming. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of his men died. He didn't seem that upset about it, I guess, but... He's just like, we got to trust each other. Does she finally trust him now, you think? Yeah, they're going to get married, man. They're a quarter... John and Sansa are getting married. Yeah, he's a quarter oh, cousin. Wow. He's a quarter cousin to Sansa. Uh, well, he's... Uh, yeah, he's a cousin. Well, a quarter cousin. I mean, he's a direct cousin. Well, no, because... All right, his, First cousin. His mom and Ned's mom... So he's a ha- her aunt. Her, his a, mom is he's her He's a half, half cousin. There's no such thing as a half cousin. He's cousin. half... Blood. Half of his blood is from Ned. The other, not Ned, from Liana. The other. That's what cousins are, dude. Hey, John, Ned and Liana are brother and sister, so their children are first cousins. They're cousins. Uh, you know, your 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 aunts and uncles, uh, brothers and I mean uh, sons and daughters are your cousins, right? No, they're yes, they are. Yes. All right, so it's the same situation. <laughs> so that I understand. I'm telling you, man, if you got different parents, it's it's not full on cousin. If you look it up on the wikis, it's not full on cousin. It might be. All right, well, we don't might, have time. It to might get be second cousin. Right That's what I'm saying. It's second no, cousin. No, all right, never mind. So, <laughs> so yeah, whatever. They're like, oh, winter's finally come. The white raven flies, and that means winter's come. And they have a little joke like, oh, father always said it was gonna happen. Smile, high five. Um, and then she got to talk to old Littlefinger out in the snow. His plot was like basically, yeah, I want to be king and queen. See, I thought he never really wanted to be actual king, like because that then you have the bullet on your back, you know, the target on right. you. I thought he wanted to be the power behind it, but he's saying like him and Sansa should be like king and queen. Is that's basically what he said, right? Yeah, I mean, without uh, putting a ring on it, he was just expecting that to happen, and then Sansa's like, oh, that's a nice dream. Let me go walk away from this right now. He didn't know he needed a ring. He thought, he put, he's like, I put an army on it. You know, I saved everyone. But did it even matter at the end? Because when they have the council, then everyone crowns the king in the north. 
the king in the north, and Littlefinger's looking there like, Did he he's think- going to cause problems next season. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. So wait, you think he's going to be a jerk about it and be really angry that Sansa turned him down? Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know if he's, you know, he's a, like his whole thing in the beginning was getting turned down by Cat when he was a kid, and then he did all this shit because of that kind of, and to take all this power. He wants, you know, I don't know what's going to happen exactly, but well, we also got to say, so little Mormont girl was on fire again. She is like, I mean, I'm trying to think of like an NBA reference to drop in for her. Who who just comes in out of nowhere, like off the bench and just like wins the game. Like, uh, oh, well, that's like, what are, well, I mean, I wouldn't say he wins the game, but Delhi is like that little uh, like uh, tough and scrappy an- yeah, antagonist exactly antagonist for, uh, player that does or Manu Ginobili like starts flaring his body everywhere and he has a little accent well, so. maybe it is like Delhi because like um, when you, when other players see Delhi with his you know athleticism and he's mostly just great <laughs> and toughness they're like damn we sh- I can't why can't I do that and that's kind of like what Lady Moron was like to these other grown men like she called them right out. Like they're like, oh, they started feeling bad about themselves. They're like, all right, we got to do it. Old Manderly finally showed up. He's a book character. That Glover guy who turned him down before. He was like, yeah, I was wrong. I should have fought. All this stuff. And they're all saying King in the North. And uh, what about that? Was a great scene. Right? It was, but you know, I was uh, going back to the Children of Peaches. Obviously, this is another ch- child. You in can't the ch- get off these peaches, man. No, I mean the children itself uh, have played a huge part in this episode. If you look from mm-hmm. the beginning uh, to Arya, and that's one of the patterns I noticed. And then uh, not like, just children, the women too, women and children. Right, right, which has never like been a huge thing in Game of Thrones. So I felt like this mm-hmm. kind of expansion of children and women making bigger decisions and taking risk like lady mormont was very very awesome but also at the same time she started swearing she called she called i don't care if she's a bastard i was like little girl you need to tone that down a little well, bit well that's a, 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 just a term that's not really a swear word in this in this sense you know uh you know she was i don't know but she was basically telling them they they got no balls she has more than them yeah um i respect but, that. yeah about the women, I'm just trying to rush through a little bit more here. So about the women, I mean, this is the longest episode of all time in Game of Thrones, 70 minutes or so. Uh, the women down in Dorne finally show up again. Luckily, they got someone good to spice up, spice it up down there now. Uh, ironic, because a lot of spicy food, but the scenes haven't been great. Right. But now we got the Queen of Thorns in. She's wearing black, I guess, to, to mourn her family, <laughs> all getting immolated. Uh, and then she... Uh, She's throwing that sass around. Those sand snakes get get shut down hard. I do kind of feel like this was like... There's a couple moments in this episode that are like meta, you would say, or like the audience speaking. One is when Tyrion's talking to Dan, he's like, oh, it's finally happening. We're finally going, like, because everyone's been saying for so long. Right. When is Danny going to go over? And this one, most people, like, hated the sand snake characters, didn't like him, so having a cool character come in and, and tell him to fuck off, like, that was like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, Lady Tyrell, I thought, would have been X'd off way long ago, but she keeps breathing. Uh, She doesn't have Parkinson's. Uh, She's basically wearing black like LeBron did uh, in the Cavs when they entered Game 5. It's a funeral for anyone. With the sleeves. With the sleeves. But you mentioned it, and, and, you know, I want to go into this last scene and wrap it up here with with, uh, Danny and... Well, real quick, if we're going into the last scene, we got to mention that 
Well, first she gets she kicks old Dario to the curb. Well, no, that's what that's what I want oh, to that's talk what you're about. Into. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, I only analyze this. It's really easy. Uh, you can explain the whole scene. Uh, you remember the nickname? We call him Super Dario, right? Mm-hmm. So Super Dario's continue continues and mushrooms kind of evaporated uh, after Danny told him to go away, and then Danny yeah. Danny ends up being Princess Peach, and then start hanging out with Toadstool himself, which is Tyrion, Tyrion? Lynn. Yeah, exactly. Aww. So I put it all together for you. Uh, you so Toadstool is the ha- hand of the queen. Well, I mean, he could be more than the hand of the queen eventually. You know, there's a little... What uh, do you mean? Uh, oh, you don't think Terry, uh, Toadstool has game? Come on. He's just, for Danny, though, I mean, that's you, you don't fuck, fuck your advisors like that. You know, that's that. That's getting too close, you know. There's a good song about that. It's by Next Too Close, but I, I think... <laughs> that's what that's about? Yeah. I thought it was about getting the boner when you're dancing. <laughs> no, no, no. I think well, he was talking. She was talking about right before. She was like, "I have to go find a king." Uh, yeah, what's the elevation from hand of uh, the queen and the next level up, and a former royalty of of like House Lannister? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Well, she was saying, Dario was saying, "Who are you going to marry?" She's like, "I don't know." I mean, it seemed like old Yara Greyjoy, even though she can't, they can't conceive a child together. Yara was trying to get in. The Greyjoys were on the ships. The it seemed like the Dorn and Tyrells got in with their ships a little bit. Mm-hmm. You saw the Unsullied just standing there still across the whole water, just not moving. Do it, not do Dothraki, it. Even the Dothraki, who hate ships, they, they don't, they're scared of them. They got on there with their right. horses. Right, right, And Varys somehow got all the way back. And I, I saw a lot of people saying this this morning, too. Like, how the fuck, because he showed up in the Dorn scene, and he was like, fire and blood, wearing a nice little new cloak and then he's back on the ship with Tyrion and Danny and Miss Hande so people are like that was how that happened but you know you just gotta accept that it time is I didn't notice that so he probably took a oh yeah he was on there on the ship with them yeah. so he took a dragon uber over there right? I guess maybe the dragon came got him yeah. came back right. I don't know how he wrote it but yeah yeah uh, yeah. I thought Danny was gonna be up riding the dragon itself she wasn't but well you know whatever it was a pretty cool way to end the season and like like that comment from Tyrion, it's been so long, whatever, it's finally happening. This is what it's been like from even like season two or something. People are like, all right, Danny, get get going. Get get off your ass and get over to Westeros. Now she finally can, now that it's crazy enough over there for her to take over, I guess. So are you, if ha- that's what happens. Are you, are you happy with, uh, not, I know you're happy with the season finale. Are you happy the way the direction is heading with the storylines? Because this I guess, I mean, it's wrapped up. Like, I'm completely fine with it being off book now. You know, the book's going to wrap it up a different way, probably a lot more detail, a lot of intrigue and stuff like that. The show is just hitting the big moments now. They're, they're wrapping it up quick. I don't know. It seems like they're going to do like a seven episode next season, then a six episode. So like, half and half type of thing which i'm not thrilled about but um it, a lot of stuff got wrapped up here all most of the lords have been killed in westeros whole family's taken out i mean it's it's like what are the factions now let's let's i mean it's danny and well here's what's interesting too so when when uh robert's rebellion happened with the starks and the baratheons overtaking the throne right who were the Targaryens' main allies still? The Reach with the Tyrells and all that that mm-hmm. land, and Dorne. Now they're all back together with Danny, and they're coming over now. And then we've got the well, the Iron Islands are with Danny also, even though they seceded. They said they're going to be their own kingdom. The North is completely seceded. They said John is the king of the North. Right. Who knows what the Vale is going to do? I mean, they didn't seem too thrilled, and obviously Littlefinger is leading them. Who knows what he's going to do? And then what else do you have? The Riverlands are kind of... We're in control of the phrase again, but they... Walter's killed now. 
and the Lannisters, I guess Jaime controls the Lannister army, but he's not happy with Cersei, and then so what allies does Cersei really have? None, really. I mean, it seems like Danny's going to easily take over. That's why I have my whole theory that, you know, she's going to try to blow up the city, this and that, but I don't know what's going to happen. We still, of course, have Bran and the White Walkers storyline, the White Walkers coming in to... That's got to be the final type of battle thing, so I don't know. Do you have any predictions? Yeah, um, so the White Walkers, we didn't see this episode, but they were mentioned. Um, yeah. So I think uh, the only solution, and this is this is a recommendation for um, uh, George R. R. Martin, is to walk in, uh, actually put in uh, Walker, Texas Ranger Chuck Norris to lead uh, the White Walkers all the way past that point, because he can kick down anything, including that wall, and then Who's going to fight Chuck Norris? Like, no one, right? That's It's impossible to beat Chuck Norris. So Chuck Norris is in Season 7. That's your prediction. Yeah, I mean, he's just so badass. Uh, I can't wait for that appearance. Um, he definitely is going to pick step it up a game. So we'll see. All right, well, that's good. Well, I mean, we'll be... So I'm not done ready to you know be done talking Thrones here, even though the season's over. We do have to wrap this episode up right now, but... um. My plan is to get some other people together, maybe our boy E-Nam, mm. maybe some other people, some book readers that watch the show too. We might do a little season wrap-up pod with talking about the whole season as it relates to the book and how things are going, how, how season six went down. That's my plan, Pod-Nam. What do you think about that, getting that out on the feed one of these days? You know, um, you are you are now not Pod-Drew anymore. You're Lord because we got to fill some roles here. And I'm I, Lord Padre. Yeah, I thought I was already, but okay. No, no, no. I'm giving you that title, so I expect me to be called uh, Lord Nam, moving Lord forward. Nam? Yeah, moving forward. And, right. and then you now, don't want to be go ahead. the king of the pod, the king of the pod, the king of the pod. No, I believe I believe king... in a democracy. Um, oh, okay. So uh, I don't like the unilateral power. So I'm just going to be Lord Nam, and we'll uh, we'll see it. the episode come out. I think that's awesome. You guys are going to wrap it up. I will. Uh, I'll focus on uh, the Walking Dead coming back in October. Oh, you're gonna get some dead pods going. Yeah, there's a lot of zombie talk on Game of Thrones. I gotta. I gotta talk to some people about that. All right, nice. Get that little cross promotion. All right, well, that I think that's gonna wrap it up for this Brooklyn Rebound Thrones bite. I don't know what we're gonna call this one. It didn't have a B title in it to put in there, like Bastard Bite or Broken Bite. But we'll figure it out. You'll see what it's called right now. Uh, we're up out of here. Hit us up at Podboys, P-O-D-B-O-Y-Z, productions at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, Podboys Productions. Say subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. Valor Margulis, Valor Doharis. Peace, we're out.